apparently this is episode one of the mom culture podcast and today we're going to talk about picky eaters non-eaters overeaters all kinds of eating hey gina hello hello hey julie hey how's it going ladies good we're still trying to work out the mechanics of this whole thing so episode one is just going to be a mess i'm not even gonna lie ladies if you're listening bear with us we will work out the kinks there's a lot if there's an episode two available skip to that one (laughs) yeah if episode two happens just skip on over episode one and go right in to episode two so a big thing that affects me personally and um, my friend gina is picky eating in our house. Both of us, our third and final babies have like thrown us for a loop. Wouldn't you agree, Gina? I agree. I will say my first was also a picky eater, but has come around and at 12 will not stop eating. So there's hope. There's hope for the (laughs) little ones. There is hope. My problem too now is my good eater has now turned bad eater, which is the same age as your oldest too. Our daughters are the same age. And now they're just eating us out of house and home, but they're making kind of poor decisions a little bit, in my opinion. My daughter used to eat everything healthy, never ate junk food, and now all she craves are Takis and Topper Almond. So. Yeah, you're going to have to work on that. I'm literally going to have to work on that. She actually just told me about uh, a YouTube or TikTok or something where a girl ate Takis and tore a hole in her stomach. I don't know if this is true. I haven't like checked and verified, but she was like, maybe I shouldn't be eating Takis, mom. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't. That doesn't sound okay. (laughs) No, No. not at all. So okay. Julie, on the other hand, is like a super uber healthy eater and yet to have kids, but But I eat all the time. So they talk about all these picky, picky eaters. And I'm like, I just eat everything. She literally (laughs) eats everything. And here we can't get our youngest to eat much of anything. No. And my youngest had got to the point where he wasn't eating anything except for, you know, drinking rice milk. So it got to be pretty bad. Yeah. And, you know, Fletcher, my youngest, only wants chips. I mean, he is, I call him a chipitarian. Like that is, (laughs) seriously, he is a chipitarian. He eats all sorts of chips, doesn't discriminate against chips, 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 chips. And I felt that like for a while I was in survival mode. So I would give in, especially because he was always with me when I was working or, you know, he's in the car. So I handed him a bag of chips and I feel like I caused so much of that by like allowing not stopping and making wiser choices for him and yeah well I think as moms we are to blame I mean we we do we go into survival mode we do what works and especially when it's your third all that stuff you read and all the things you said you were gonna do it all goes out the window oh it's funny I swear with Lily my oldest I did everything by the book like I let her graze I all organic everything was chopped it was prepared I made her baby food I did a lot of that with my second too and he's a pretty decent eater but um with Fletch it was like I didn't have the time and I was trying to survive I had two one was in primary school one was in preschool and then I've got the baby and I'm schlepping him all over the place chasing the older two and so I gave in a lot I remember his first checkup the doctor's like how's his diet because his weight was a little on the low side and I've had the same pediatrician since I had Lily. So we at this point have a six, almost seven year relationship. And I'm like, well, he eats raisin nuts and breast milk. And he goes, come again. <laughs> and I'm, and? Like, I'm like, I said it, raisin nuts and breast milk. And he was like, and? And I was like, 
that's basically all I can get this kid to eat. And I told him, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to you. You want me to sit here and tell you he eats all this great organic baby food and everything? He doesn't. He refuses and all he wants to do is nurse. And, you know, I just went with it. But it's like now he's six and a half and I'm like, oh, it's so hard. It's hard. It's hard. And when you finally make the decision to try, it is hard. Um, We are working on it this year and he's starting to eat at least a little bit of food. Um, not just all liquids all day long. So, um, but it's going to be a process because he's been doing this for seven years and it's not going to happen overnight. No. And I think knowing that it's going to kind of be like a process is, Mm -hmm. is huge. And like you get to see it. Julie doesn't have kids yet, but she is frequently around all of our kids and there's six (laughs) of them. And she's like, Whoa, like what is your take on when you see them and their eating habits? So it blows my mind because I don't know if it's a personal preference thing or a texture thing or what the deal is, but like when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, I'll try that, you know? And it it was just, it's crazy to me to hear that like kids won't eat certain things. That wasn't an option for me. I was like, no, this is what you're eating or you don't eat, you know? Right. I think it's, it's more common um, in terms of um, kids who will uh, be good eaters to begin with. And then around that, like, two, three, four years old, they turn. They, like, regress a little bit. And they just stop eating. Do you think it has anything to do with, like, introduction to, like, sugar or any of that kind of stuff? Oh, or yeah. was it totally different? I think for my older two, I see it now because I really honestly kept their diet ridiculously clean. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, so clean, everything. You guys organic. were paleo, Oh, my. Right? We were paleo. We did gluten-free because I, I found my daughter had a lot of sensitivities with her stomach and Gina can dive into that a little bit more because she struggled with it with Eli, but um, I kept them so clean. And then came preschool. (laughs) Preschool. Oh my Lord. So preschool came goldfish, otter pops, birthday cupcakes. Um, At the time, cake pops were like this new thing. And so it was like, they were introduced to all this, like what's refined sugar, Julie? You're like the nutrition based one, right? Refined sugar. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, and then they didn't want as much of the good right. stuff anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. So that, I think for me, it was once they started school, it changed that's a lot. crazy. And yeah. that's kind of out of your hands. You can't really well, tell them like, nope, don't no, get it No, exactly. <laughs> and like, you'll find too, like I struggled a lot with, because I had some diet restrictions for Lily, like if I tried to bring substitutes, mm-hmm. she, she didn't want to eat them. She wanted what everyone else had. Right. And I think the same thing too, when they start regular school, I made bento boxes, which Gina has got to remember my bento boxes because mm-hmm. we, our kids actually attended kindergarten first and second grade together. And my bento boxes were huge, but then it got to, well, I want a Lunchable. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to make you a, I'm not going to give you a Lunchable. And they're like, well, I want a Lunchable. Everyone else has Lunchables. And so Which is so funny because it's the same thing. It's, it's literally the, same, the idea. same idea, right? Like yeah. it's chopped cube cheese, but I'm giving you Telemook instead of whatever. I'm sorry, Lunchable, whatever that cheese is. I don't think it's real yeah. cheese. Um, I'm giving you, you know, fresh turkey um, cut up into shapes, not that slimy circle turkey. I still don't know what that is. Yeah, and the disgusting. crackers, like I'm giving you the stuff that you like in the same way, but it's not packaged and it doesn't look like, you know, like other kids. So they had a hard time with that. Yeah. The influence of other children. Oh, yeah. Huge. I think huge. that's I think that's a huge, huge thing is when you start like school and just because you want to be like everybody else I mean that's the thing kids have a hard time with the individual thing they kind of want what everyone else has yeah right they don't want to stand out I will say our my middle one 
has, um, as soon as she realized where meat came from, she kind of stopped eating meat. <laughs> so, um, and you can't, I mean, you can't sugarcoat that. Like meat is meat. It comes from animals. The chicken is the same chicken that runs on the farm. And so she has that aversion to meat now because she knows where it comes from. So it's interesting, all the different psychological aspects of eating yeah, that crazy. you don't really think about, but no. kids certainly do. So how would you, to someone who hasn't crossed that bridge yet, how would you suggest overcoming things like that? Like obviously the meat thing, that's a common preference and that's okay to skip out on, but you know, like eating in general, you have to do so. You for, have to eat. So for your picky eater, how do you overcome something like that? Uh, I guess I would just say you have to introduce foods as early as possible and as many foods as you can. I think we miss that with Eli because of his eczema and food allergies. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, there were so many things he couldn't eat and he just wanted to nurse all the time. So that's what we did. And then I feel like we kind of missed that window of learning how to eat and different foods. Yeah. I feel like you had like medical reasons, um, with Eli that kind of led to it being a little bit easier for him to be a picky eater because there were so many things he couldn't try where mine was more laziness. Right. (laughs) And not like I, and I don't want to, I'm very um, good about not forcing my kid. Like we don't make them finish their plates, but I portion out stuff that's realistic for them. But with Fletch, I was just like, okay, well he won't eat it. It's green. He's that's his thing. If it's green, no, Right. Like, no, anything green is like, no, before he's even tried it. But, and I just kind of went with it because you're in survival mode. Yeah. You can only fight so many fights throughout the day. And I think you, that's the one that you can give up on easy. And And we were the same as kids. Our parents made us finish everything on our plate. And I always hated it. I always felt like I always was too full and uncomfortable. And so I swore I would never do that. And maybe I swung too far the other way. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Because my husband, same thing. His family, you know, had him finish his entire plate. And now he, I mean, your stomach stretches out. Like, you don't listen to your body. You're listening to your parents. And I think the old mindset used to be, like, huge portions and finishing all these things. And even bottles. I remember giving Lily a bottle. Um, I breastfed her but had to substitute occasionally. And my mom's like, that's only two and a half ounces. And I said, yeah, that's what her stomach can hold. My mom's mindset were those huge formula six ounce bottles. And that's what she was used to feeding. So she looked at me like I'm starving her. And I'm like, no, no, no. Her stomach can only hold this much, you know, mom. And and one time she gave her more when she was watching her. And Lily suffered with acid reflux. And if you overfed her, it was just horrible. It was coming out of all ends. Oh, no. So (laughs) it was funny. My mom's like, Oh, I get what you mean now. And I was like, yeah, she had to have smaller feeds more frequently. Mm -hmm. And her stomach still to this day kind of has maintained that. And I think like teaching them to listen to their body is huge. That's good. Yeah. Where our generation of parents were like, finish everything on your plate. And it didn't matter. I mean, huge portions of stuff. Right. And it was very structured. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it was breakfast, lunch, dinner and big meals where I'm the same way. I'm the rule in our house is you eat when you're hungry. Um, we just have some that never seem to get hungry. Right. So, <laughs> and that's hard because um, Eli really doesn't seem to get, he doesn't get hungry. And he's active too. That's the thing I would think if I didn't know you guys personally, but he's, right. he's an active boy. So it's like, even after all that, he's still not hungry. It still doesn't crazy get hungry to me. Yeah. No. And it's, it's hard. And the girls, like, I kind of feel they're not as active. I think with going into the tween, at least your, well, your daughter is active. Mine 
only does ballet <laughs> once a week and would rather watch YouTube and TikTok right now. And it's like, okay, well, you're not burning off any of the food that you're eating. Right. And it's and hard. And they're in the, the puberty stage. So hormones yeah. and just in general, their bodies are going to start putting on more weight. And that's hard because it's another area. It's like as much as you want with the little boys to work on healthier eating habits with the girls, it's important because, you know, they're getting older, but you also want to be careful on how you talk about it. It's like, right. No one talks about this. I don't remember (laughs) like reading about that in the book. There's nothing I read about how to navigate the two extremes. So yeah, let's go into that. So for young female tweens, right, which is where you guys are now, how do you approach it? As like, not that you're eating too much or like making the bad decisions because you don't want to go into it as like a body perspective thing, you know, where they're already dealing with so much pressure from the media and social media now and friends and what people say. How do you do that as a mom? Like saying the right words, I guess. Well, and that's an area I'm struggling with because Lily has taken it the wrong way. And so I'm re, you know, and I'm real mindful of body. Like we don't Mm -hmm. own a scale in our home. Like I refuse to have one and I don't use words like fat and things like that within our home. So I didn't realize that when I was saying things about like portions of food and stuff, she was taking it that way until she mentioned it to me. So I'm going back and being more mindful of like, you know, moderation, like we're going to have a bowl of chips, not the whole bag. I'm right. going back to using the word moderation. Like good. we can yeah. have everything just in moderation. Right. That's good. Yeah. And making better choices. So if I see her, like you said, going to grab a bag of chips and I'll say, if you're that hungry, you should have an apple or you should have some vegetables. And so, right. and a lot of times she will switch and she will make a better choice. Um, but I do, I think they're just at that age where mindless eating and snacking and mm-hmm. yeah and social media like julie said that takes a huge play like there's a bunch of influencers lily's into that are big advocators of taco bell like really? it's oh, like this they're getting paid to say you, it you, right well i don't know if they're getting paid to say it but by the way this is not an ad <laughs> not an ad for lunchables or taco bell um but so she's all about taco bell's life mom like taco bell taco bell taco bell and i'm all girlfriend like we can't eat Taco Bell all the time. And I give in. I let her have Taco Bell and I take her and her friends for Taco Bell. Again, moderation, right? Moderation. (laughs) But I kind of had to say, girl, like we need to chill on the Taco Bell. Right. I think maybe what would help, like, do they understand calorie content and that sort of thing at that age or not yet? (sighs) Okay. So I don't do that. I, okay. it, it actually creeped up into her life. And I'm going to ask Gina, did that creep up in yours? Not yet. Okay. It did with Lily, but it came from girls at school. And she was like, oh, this, you know, it was like drink or something. She's like, oh, it has 160 calories. And she was like, t- and I was like, whoa, where'd you hear that? And she goes, yeah. oh, the girls at school were talking about like, you should like not have these calories. So diet culture mm-hmm. is creeping into her life. But see, I'm not a calorie counter. I mean, you know me. I right, right. I literally do not believe in diets. I am a moderation person. I, I'm a foodie. I love food. Our family loves food, except for Fletcher. <laughs> so... He's uh, a Martian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is. So for me, I like that's not something that came from our home. And so I had to have that conversation with her. Oh, we don't really pay attention to that. So it's tricky because while you do want to teach them, but right. it can go the other way. Because I was just wondering if you saw it as like maybe this is a way to visualize it. Because that's how I learned. I was like, oh, wow, that's, you know, a slice of pizza yeah. is the same as two candy bars. You know, like put yeah. it in perspective that way where it's like I could have this or this, you know. I don't, I don't know. know. For me, I feel like it can lead to eating disorders. Maybe. Yeah. So 
And I had a sister who I hope she does not mind that I say this did have an eating disorder <laughs> from about 13 to 25. It's it's pretty well known through our family and she struggled for years. And so growing up and knowing that, especially with a daughter, I'm like, mm. really, really, I worry about those those things. Yeah, I think I worry sure. about that. I don't think we were calorie counters per se. I think I'd rather, you know, put it in the context of if it's healthy or a not healthy snack. I mean, because I think kids know that candy's not good for them. I mean, you don't yeah, have right. to be a rocket scientist to, <laughs> right? to know that. So, um, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see my teenager looking at everything and counting calories. And, you know, if you're hungry, you can eat something and just make it a good choice. So that food is fuel for your body and not just, you know, empty Empty calories. Empty calories. And and eating disorders, um, you know, Gina actually, you just, I hope you don't mind me saying this, mentioned that she thought like Eli's has developed more of like an eating because now he just doesn't want to eat. Right. So she's trying to navigate that. And how's it going? It's, it's better. Um, Yeah. He got to the point where he was eating, you know, like one chicken nugget and two baby carrots for the entire day. And never saying he was hungry, but he drinks a lot of rice milk because of his food allergies. That's the one beverage he can have. And it, I think it got to the point where that was his, like, comfort food. Um, and he just didn't, never got hungry. So we did. We started treating it as we just need to get something else in your stomach so your stomach can grow again. And um, and it's going. I mean, he'll eat like a, you know, maybe a, a quarter cup to a half a cup of dry cereal in the morning and a few crackers throughout the day, but he's he's eating more throughout the day. That's that's really good. So it's a step in the right direction. And then obviously we have to introduce more foods and expand his diet. But you know it's all going to take time. Um, I don't think it was anything conscious. You know he's not like he wants to be skinny. He's not um, anorexic. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a like a product of his not eating. But I think his body got to the point where it just. Didn't really need food. It's just kind of surviving without it. Yep, survival. And he's active too, so it's like he burns anything he Right, eats. anything he eats. He's, yeah. yeah. Well, that's and like Fletcher. I'm like, but you're eating chips. I'm like, you know, and I, and I keep telling him, like, he just played sports. You know, we just came off a of football season, and I'm like, you can't be an athlete and eat chips. Right. You're going to, like, I, I started to kind of talk to him about that, which, again, it's a boy, so sometimes I feel like culturally you're more like you're – we're cautious with your girls, but it can come and flip too on your boys. I mean, boys have eating disorders too. So I was talking to him in a way of like, not to make him feel bad, but like, you know, athletes have to treat their body, you know, differently. You have to eat the right things and eat more things, or you're going to be tired. You're going to run slower, all of these things. So he started to come around, but I mean, very little, like yeah. we finally got him to eat some carrots, but I mean, they're slathered in ranch dressing. Right. But it's a start. And like you said, yeah. he's, he's yeah. aspiring to be you know, SWAT agent and major yeah. athlete. Like he wants to do all these active sort of things. So I think that's a good way to. And that's kind of what we've told him. Yeah. It's like, you can't, yeah, you're not going to be able to be a picky eater if you join the military. Like we're like, right. they give you <laughs> right. three squares a day, but you have no choice. You got to eat them. And that's kind of right. what I told him. And um, he's also too coming around. Maybe it's the age, you know. And how old I are they again? So Fletcher's. and. Fletcher will be seven in March. Yeah, right. Eli will be eight in April. Okay, yeah. So they're they're neck and neck. I think the joke will be on us when they're teenagers and won't stop eating us out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to need to make more money to feed them. <laughs> yes. They're going to play back this podcast. Mom, remember when? Yeah, <laughs> when you were like, you wouldn't eat anything. No, you complain I eat too much. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll change, but it's hard. And there's, like I said, there's no rule book, and there's so much around. Like you know, they should be eating this and they should be eating that and. 
I don't know. I feel like you just have to listen to your kid and yourself, you know. Right. And just try your best. I mean, if they won't eat green vegetables, maybe they'll eat something that's orange or yeah. yellow or red. That's what or- I found, honestly, is green is off the table. I actually, <laughs> just on Sunday, I made dinner, and it was green beans. Everybody else in the house loves green beans. I thought it was fair that I put like six little tiny, tiny half cut green beans on his plate. Six, because that's how old he is, so right? So really it's like three. Yeah, right? okay. exactly. But I was like, okay, you're six. You can eat six bites, right? We'll try this. He went into his room and collapsed on his bed and refused to eat dinner. Like it like was the whole thing. The whole, he, yeah. It wasn't no, he just was crying. Green beans. He anything. No, he was crying. Wow. And so my husband's like, you're going to have to go up there and fix this. And so I was like, oh. <laughs> I tried to talk to him and he was very, because it's green. There's something about green. green. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'll give your green beans to Sissy. If, can I replace them with carrots? I'll think about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he, he thought about it and he finally came down because he wanted to have his pork chops. It's like, right. okay, mm. the kid will eat pork chops. And like, I mean, they're not fan. It's old school shake and bake. Cause that's how I roll. It was like old school shake and bake pork chops. But he also has to slather that in ranch. Basically he'll eat most things in Hidden Valley Ranch. Hmm. So, I, I mean, that's how I, like, weigh it out. I'm like, well, it's not the best, but at least he's eating it. He's so, eating it, if right? he's going to eat it and it's going to be slathered in ranch, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> so, that's basically what I've been doing. Everything in ranch. So, I'm getting him to try new things. Just the moral of the story, take one day at a time. <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> and but, use dips. And use lots of dips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, you know, if you're feeling bad because you've got a picky eater, don't we're all struggling and in different stages and I don't know any other advice to give you. Do you have any resources for people who have some picky eaters and maybe they haven't found a solution or a way to move through that? Do you know any groups? You know, I'll have to think about that and we'll put them in the show notes if we can come up with it. I actually do think there's feeding littles that does some, uh, some like tips and tricks on feeding and nutrition. But honestly, I mean, Unless your pediatrician is giving you nutrition warnings, I say trust your gut, trust your child, trust your child's gut because, I mean, they ultimately, yeah, pun intended, (laughs) they ultimately can read their body. And then if you do have concerns, make some changes like Gina did. I mean, Gina just really, it's been months of us talking about it. And oh, you yeah. just implemented it. And we just started. Yeah, we finally just got to the point where. Enough <clears throat> was enough. Yeah, we had to make a change. Yeah. Well, and same thing with me with Fletcher is I'm like, enough is enough, kid. Like, I know you're not going to want this, but this is what I have. And if you're truly hungry, you will eat this. And then if you eat it, I will give you a few chips. His <laughs> always ends with chips. Always for the chips. Yep. So will he eat like sweet potato chips or veggie straws, like that sort of stuff? Have you tried those? I have. Veggie straws are mixed with green. Oh, that's right. Uh, if anyone out there <laughs> listening knows of a veggie straw that doesn't have a green straw in it, send it my way because I've yet to find one. Was so, he like that before he knew colors? It, it was, was a nat- it just when he it, learned no, it was it's green. honestly a natural thing. Really? Just, like, that's the thing. We didn't so say green is yucky. It's something that's in them. And I think maybe um, maybe they pick it up in um, like TV and whatnot. Like, yeah. so, you know, like they'll hear, oh, broccoli, yuck or something. Right, so right. it goes from there. But. I do think that green vegetables do taste more earthy than, true. than other vegetables. Yeah. Like peppers yeah. are more sweet. That's true. Yeah, right? and that's so, true, I guess, right? I mean, it's just a just a thought, but. 
Well, and tomatoes, he doesn't like things that squirt, like the squirt, like when it squirts <laughs> in his mouth. So he's like, no, like anything like that. He doesn't even like gushers. So I was it, just like, thinking gushers. It, it's yeah. a, no, it's a texture thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I, Eli had texture issues too. So oh, for sure. It's just mm-hmm. weird. They have their little quirks, but yeah. you know, they're human. We're human. We're all figuring it out. So if you have any tips or tricks for us um, on picky eaters, let us know. And uh, thanks for bearing with us on our first episode. We're a little all over the place, but I think it'll be fun. Don't you ladies? It was fun. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. Thanks guys.